0: So in today's episode, I've got a little bit of a surprise for you guys. This is our very first interview episode. Up until now, the show has been completely solo, me sharing my wisdom. But one of my goals for 2024 was to start bringing on guests to share their amazing knowledge because no person knows everything. And I have the most amazing community of smart, ambitious, successful women And I want to start showcasing them and their amazing knowledge because they've helped me in one way or another, their ideas, their friendships, whatever it is. And I want to start sharing these amazing people with you. And so today you get to hear the very first episode. So to start out, these are going to be bonus episodes that we'll be dropping on Fridays outside of our regular episodes. And to start, I'm looking at doing them about twice a month, but later in the year, I might be dropping even more of them. So start watching your podcast app every second Friday to see these amazing new guest interviews. And I can't wait to share their amazing knowledge with you. So let's go dive in. Welcome to Master Your Mindset, the podcast where I unlock the secrets to manifesting your dream life. I'm your host, Jen Goodfriend, subconscious mindset coach and freedom alchemist, and I'm here to inspire, empower, and when needed, give you that gentle kick in the ass. Join me on a journey through the world of mindset, money, and manifestation. We're talking financial freedom, time freedom, and living the life you've always dreamt of. Get ready for positivity, fun, and plenty of aha! moments. It's time to rewrite your story and manifest your wildest dreams. So let's dive in and start mastering your mindset. Are you ready? Because I am. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Master Your Mindset. Today, we have an amazing guest with us, the amazing Jillian, who is a sales and business mentor. I've been following her for a little while now, happened to find her through a mutual friend, Amy Trow, and I am just in love with everything. I took a six-week course she just recently finished up. Her stuff is amazing. She's awesome. She knows her shit, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Jillian, welcome.
1: Oh, my God, Jennifer. Well, the feeling is equally mutual. Uh, Thank you so much for having me here. I'm equally as obsessed with you. I love following you, loving being in your world. And you know, there's so much awesomeness about like meeting people through other people. And that's why I always say like get into those rooms, get into those networking circles, get into those community calls because like you never know who you're going to meet inside of there. So I'm so glad that I was on that call that day and we got to meet each other.
0: I am too. And since then, I've been joining your call as often as I can. It's super early for me. I normally have to put aside like farm chores an hour late just to be able to make the call. But I've made some great connections on your calls as well. And I just love to meet people if you're not doing virtual networking, in person networking, whatever, like I live out in the country. But I can jump on these virtual calls and meet people around the world. And I've met amazing people like Jillian to have these connections with. So it doesn't matter where you live, there is no excuse as to why you can't do some networking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, exactly what you said, it's like, regardless of where you're at, right? Whether you're in a farm town, whether you are, you know, early time zone, late time zone, anything, it's like, there is no reason why you can't get on these calls and literally meet power partners, referral partners, ideal clients, market research, all of those things. And I talked about this earlier. I was on a podcast earlier saying it was it's not even just about going to the calls, but it's about making so much intention after it. It's like, who can I connect with? Maybe that's a good podcast guest or maybe that's someone who I just genuinely want to get to know because like I vibe with them or maybe they're a mom of littles or maybe they also like. You know our divorce day or whatever it is. it's like really being intentional about who that person is and then that's where the magic really happens after the calls.
0: I agree because you're gonna meet a bunch of people and you may never ever talk to them again or you can make great connections like you and me that go forward end up being like these podcast things. There are so many opportunities. So before we start keep diving into all this amazingness, tell everybody about yourself, your business, what you do. People like would love to hear your story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I spent 22 and a half years in the corporate sales space, um, everything from an entry level salesperson all the way up to a sales trainer, a top exec. And I was a ride or die corporate person. Like if I could have tattooed my company's name on my forehead, I would have like, I never ever thought that I would leave corporate America. Um, when. At the height of my career, I was managing nine states, 217 um, male sales reps, and just loved sales, everything about it from prospecting to cold calling to planning, just everything. And during the height of the pandemic, um, I actually got called into HR and I had my legal notepad with me. And, you know, I was managing 217 salesmen at that time. And they said, you know, you're going to have to, we're going to have to let somebody go this week. And I was like, okay. And I had my pen and paper out, literally thinking that, like, I had to let a couple couple people go, maybe some regional managers or some salespeople. And they said, you know, unfortunately it's you because when you work for a large corporation and you make a lot of money and you have a top position, they're usually the first ones that get cut. And I remember standing in that office and turning over my laptop, turning over my car, literally turning over everything and being like, what am I gonna do now? This is the only thing I've ever known. And I called an Uber. And they came and picked me up and I called my dad from the car, who's also a very successful businessman. And I said, dad, I just lost my job. And he was like, okay, you'll be fine because you have the gift of sales. And if you can sell, you can do anything in life. He's like, so you'll be fine and i quickly shifted to the online space because that was also right when everybody was coming online people were joining network marketing companies they were doing affiliate marketing they were becoming coaches and nobody really knew how to sell they didn't know how to close sales and i came in at such a sweet spot that in just under three years i've helped over 500 entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses increase revenue and i always say like i feel like we're just getting started
0: Oh, I love that. And I love what you teach because so many women entrepreneurs are coming online over, like you said, over the last few years, and they're becoming entrepreneurs because they're passionate about what they do. Maybe they've got a product, a service, something they're good at doing, and they want to share that with the world. And then they jump online and they're thinking they're just going to get clients and it's all going to work out and life is going to be wonderful. And then they hear crickets and they're like oh my God, what's going on here? Like, Why are people not banging down my door to buy from me? So as someone who specializes in sales, for people who are new to the online space or maybe struggling in the online space, what is your advice to them when it comes to sales and growing their sales and getting to a level where you have that consistent income?
1: yeah well i think you know we're on the right podcast because we're talking about the mindset and i'm in no way shape or form a mindset coach but a huge portion of sales is honestly like mastering your mindset when it comes around sales so it's like really one being clear of like why are you selling what you're selling are you your first sale do you have an unwavering belief in what it is that you're doing and making sure one that like you're rock solid on your sales then it really is a sales process and 99.9 percent of entrepreneurs do not follow a sales process. They are buying coaching programs all over the place. They're doing things in the wrong order. And I always say it's not even of any fault of their own because we're marketed to every single day, right? We're like, we're like kids who get like the Toys R Us catalog back in the day when it was like that huge catalog, right? Remember? And we're just shopping through it. We're like, Oh, this looks good. And this looks good and this looks good and this looks good. And then we have all these random toys, but like nothing makes sense. And unfortunately that's what happens in the online space. It's like we're marketed to all day long about all these things that look really good, but we're actually doing it in the wrong order. So in order to be successful online, there actually is a framework that you need to follow. One is get your mindset right. Number two is like having massive clarity around what is the vision of your company? What is the vision of your brand? And I also want you to hear that I said the vision of your company. We are building companies. We are not building like little side hustles, We are not here just to make a couple bucks, right? And like, even that little shift in your mindset will have you look at your business so much different. So it's like, what is the vision of the company? What is the vision of like this long-term? Then it's like mastering your messaging, mastering your marketing, how are leads coming in? What is your lead generation process? What are your offers? What is your pricing? What is your ascension model? And usually when I start talking about this, the majority of entrepreneurs, especially newer entrepreneurs, look at me like a deer in the headlights because they haven't done it in this order and they wonder why it's not working. But if you actually work with someone like myself or someone in the sales space, and you actually follow a framework you'll actually be so you'll be so surprised how much quicker it actually happens.
0: I couldn't agree more. I come from a bit of a sales background. I don't love sales like you do. I was very happy to get out of the sales, but most people aren't. And another misconception is most people think is getting on sales calls, trying to convert in the DMs, but sales starts well before that. So can you just briefly explain kind of what's involved in that sales process and where people struggle? The the most are you finding?
1: Yeah, I think that exactly what you just said is people don't realize that they're selling every single day. All of you right now that are listening to me, you're either leaning in on this podcast or you're leaning out. And I'm selling you on me right now. I'm literally selling you on Jillian Murphy. You are becoming aware of me in my sales pipeline. You did not know who I was before you listened to this podcast and now you're becoming aware. So before I even say like, this is how you can work with me or this is what I have, I'm selling myself and people sometimes forget that the selling comes way before the offer, It comes before the sales page, before the website, before any of that. And this is where a lot of people don't understand that like you have to put in that relationship work. You have to put in the time to nurture relationships and get to know people, all of that. When I first came to the online space, and this surprises a lot of people because I had just lost my corporate job, I came into the online space and I did not sell anything for almost five and a half months because I my, I didn't like, my audience didn't know me. I, they, I came into the space, I started creating content. I had a Facebook group, but like, they didn't know me well enough for me to start putting out offers. So I got them to like, know and trust me. I got them to come to coffee chats. I got them to come to connection calls, networking calls. I got them on a bunch of stuff where the relationship was built. And then once the relationship was built and then I had an offer, it was like a hell yes. And my first offer that I ever put out was a $65,000 launch. First offer ever out of the gates. And people say to me all the time, like, how was your first offer so successful? It's because I literally laid the groundwork first. And that was building relationships, building relationship capital, getting to know people, nurturing relationships, all of that. Then the sales was so much easier versus trying to sell to a cold market.
0: I agree. If we don't build that no like, and trust factor, nobody is going to buy from us. And that's why, unless you have a pre-existing audience, when you come online, when you start your business, it's not going to be sales right away. You might have, if you have a real low ticket, you might have a few people here or there because it's cheap, but you have to build up that know, like, and trust so that people want to be in your world. They see that you know your shit, that you can teach them that you get the results. And if you don't show that, that's a big missing component in your marketing. So tell the audience, what kind of mindset did you need to have for yourself to cultivate that success right away, but also keep that success? Because it's one thing to have the mindset to get initial success but it's another to continue to grow each and every year and not be held back
1: yeah so i think the first thing i always tell people is like you really need to be your number one sale and that really means like why you're doing what you're doing like making sure that you are so obsessed with your offers your products and really sold and the fact that like you can help your clients do what they do so an example of this is I have a membership and I talk about the membership probably four days a week, if not more on my Instagram stories. Like I talk about it every single day. And the reason why I talk about it every single day is because I absolutely believe in my core that every single entrepreneur should be inside of this membership. Like I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's it's like I have like an unwavering belief in it. And so often what happens is people create offers And they're not excited about them. Well, if you're not excited about them, your audience isn't going to be excited about them. The other thing is there's lots of weeks that nobody joins the collective. I don't let that change the energy of the excitement that I have for it. Because whether I have five people in the collective or I have 105 people in the collective, my energy is the same. I know it's the greatest program out there. So it's like that's, I think, the biggest thing is like you have got to be so sold on your offers. That's number one. The second thing that I talk about a lot is you can't let outside things dictate how you're feeling. So what I mean by this is like the weeks that nobody's buying from me and even being a sales ninja, I have weeks that nobody buys. I have weeks that my DMs are quiet. I have weeks that I put out offers and it's crickets. I don't let that mean anything about me. Nothing. It's like I literally say to myself, this is the greatest offer out there. They just don't realize it yet or they haven't caught up yet, right? You know, I know you were in the six week sprint for an example, and I put on an offer at the end of that. It was an epic offer. And I had 10 spots open, And I think seven bought, maybe six. I don't remember how many bought. But I don't let those three empty spots dictate like my worth. And I also don't like change the price or add in a quick bonus or do something different. And I think so often we make, we'll, we people make it about them. And it's not about them. It's like, it's about my audience. They either weren't ready for it. The timing wasn't right. um, It was too close to the holidays. Again, like they don't realize how great it is that they'll like whatever it is. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't allow other outside factors to dictate how I'm feeling about those types of things. So those are probably like the two biggest mindset shifts that I work on with sales.
0: Yeah, I love that because it's about having that unwavering belief in yourself because we're going to have good days, we're going to have good weeks, we're going to have good months, and we're going to have shitty days and shitty weeks and shitty months. But if we get into that energy of this sucks, this is horrible, why am I doing this? That energy spreads. That energy then leads to not just a bad day, but then a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. And then we give up on ourselves because we're creating it, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy, what we believe we get. So if we're in this belief of, I can't do this, this sucks, this isn't available, we're literally gonna create that for ourselves. So we have to shift. So what is your favorite way of shifting your energy when maybe things aren't feeling wonderful and fantastic? How do you shift your energy into, back into that? I can do this, this is available to me. Yeah,
1: so that's a really great question. So one of the biggest things is I always make sure I'm plugged in to, mem- to mentorship so this is a huge thing um i've been in the online space for three years and i've never gone a day literally i've never gone a day without being plugged into mentorship because there are days that i am low there are days that it feels tough there are days that i want to quit i am not a sunshine and rainbows entrepreneur where it's beautiful every single day like it does get hard and i do want to quit and i do ask myself like should i go work at target right or all of these things or should i look for another job at corporate so i always make sure i'm plugged into mentorship that is number one The second thing is I always make sure I'm in a community of expanders. So what that means is I am in a mastermind always with people that are ahead of me. I actually just got off my mastermind call right before our podcast today, because what that does is it allows me to borrow belief from other people that are ahead of me. So when I feel like maybe people aren't buying or the downloads aren't getting as much on the podcast or whatever, 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 I borrow the belief from the people that are ahead of me that are having bigger success and then i say okay they're there it's be it's possible for them so if it's possible for them it's possible for me so a good example of this i'll just give you a very simple example there was about a month probably about two months ago that it was actually very slow in my business like nobody was buying it was like six weeks of like pure crickets okay I could have allowed myself one of two things. I could have allowed myself to go down the rabbit hole of like, we're in a recession. Nothing's happening. Nobody's buying. Woe is me? I to slash all my prices, all of these things. Right. But what I do is just the opposite. I plug into my mentor, Chris Harder, who then gives me the tools and the strategies that I actually need. Then I plug into my mastermind group where people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month someone just crossed four million dollars in our mastermind for the year so what that does is it shows me okay people are spending money people are still buying things so if people aren't buying in your world right now jill then it's your messaging it's your marketing it's your leads it's your offers you've burnt out because there's no difference in what she's doing versus what you're doing It's just either timing or messaging or marketing. So what happens is I always put myself in rooms where people are ahead of me versus rooms where people are almost like peers. Because imagine if I was in a room with people that were also stuck, then you're stuck in misery together. And I'm like, oh, nobody's buying. And then Lindsay's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Nobody's buying. And then Amy's like, yeah, it's been slow for me, too. Now I'm going into constrictive energy versus like expansive energy.
0: Yes, 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 yes. It's just like um, Jim Rohn always says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you want to be surrounding yourself with people who expand you, not people who drag you down. So finding that circle of people who are one, even just one step ahead of you, that are making you know a little bit more than you, they're the ones that are ex- gonna expand, and also people who are in that growth mindset, who are believing that things get better, this is available, because if you get stuck around the those people who are poor me, the economy sucks, we can't do this, we might as well give up. Of course you're gonna be in that energy and it's gonna suck you down like we said. So. How do you find these places to surround yourself with these amazing people? Like I know you have free communities, there's paid stuff. Like what's your suggestion to people who are starting out, who maybe can't afford a really high level mastermind and getting in these room with these multimillionaires? What's your suggestion to them? Well, the
1: first thing is before you even need to get in rooms with these people, the majority of these people have free propaganda. And what I mean by that is like podcasts, like plug into them, right? Like I always say like, chris harder was my mentor before he was my mentor chris harder was mentoring me years ago before i ever invested tens of twenties of thirties of forties of hundreds of thousands of dollars in him so it's like who are the people that you want to be mentored by start listening to their free content and i will say the bigger they are usually the better they are at giving stuff away for free like they have freebies they have you know um downloadables they have free trainings they have you know, great podcast episodes, because those are the people that have such an abundant mindset. They're not in the, they're not in the ways of thinking of like, oh, I can't give it, give it all away. Like they're the ones that are actually giving it away. So one tap into free things as much as you can. Now free is also only going to get you so far, right? The second thing is free networks that you can plug into. And then as you're in those groups, making connections with people that you see that could be expanders for you. And saying something like, hey, Jillian or Rebecca or Aisha or whoever, like, I just met you on that connection call, I would love to jump on a call with you and see how we can better support you. Now, one thing you never wanna say is like, I wanna pick your brain. Like, please never say that to somebody that's like such an insult, but like, hey, how we can better support each other. I would get on a call all day long with somebody that said that to me, right? So it's like getting in these coffee chats or getting in these networking calls is great. I mean, you guys, I go to free networking calls all the time and I'm like close to a seven figure earner. So it's like if people just reached out to me and got to know me, like I'm a wealth of knowledge that's sitting on these calls for free, like get to know me. Right. So it's like those I think sometimes people don't realize, like there's such a wealth of knowledge inside of these free calls and we're in there because we want to serve. Like I love going to Amy's call every Monday because like I love to serve and like give back and meet new people. I love to host my free call every single Wednesday because like I love to serve and give back. So I think there's a lot to be said about like free for sure. Then you can get into low ticket stuff and get a ton of value. So whether it's like a low ticket membership or it's a collective or it's something like that, I think that's, our, that's also important. And then the third thing I'll say about this is, setting your goals for where you want to be and remembering that you are not an employee of your business so i think for a lot of us maybe we had a job that paid us a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars right insert whatever your last job was well then we come into the online space and we think that because we're making hundred thousand dollars that's like a paycheck well that's not because you're no longer an employee you are now a business owner So now it's like, what are you gonna allocate to that to your investments or your personal development, right? So I always say about 25% of all of my income goes to personal development every single year. So masterminds and mentors. So I think it's a matter of like, again, what feels really good for you, but I would start with some free stuff. And then also remembering that free is only gonna get you so far. And what rooms can you get in that then that's gonna collapse
0: time? I agree completely. It's great to start with the free stuff, but of course people don't give away everything. They're giving away either an overarching view or they're giving you just one key component, but that might be what you need to get yourself started, to get yourself going. And I agree about these coffee chats. You never know who you might meet that could potentially be the best partner possible you guys could mesh so well have perfect audiences be sending people back and forth and that person could literally be the difference between mediocre success and massive success or you could meet one person and get on their podcast and that one podcast interview gives you hundreds of thousands of new credible people because if someone is already listening to the podcast like if you're listening to my podcast you probably know like and trust me already you're listening for a reason and that credibility now moves on to jill because I've brought her into my world, I trust her, I like her. So now you guys are like, well, if Jen likes her and trusts her and knows her, then that credibility moves over. Then they go into your world, they follow you on Instagram, they see that you're sharing all this amazing wisdom because you do, you give it all away. You're not afraid to share it. So share with people about the giving it away. Why is that so important? And why is it that only the really successful people tend to do that? And those who are in more of that scarcity mindset are afraid to give it all away.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things about this. One, I want you guys all to remember that regardless of how good of a coach you are, mentor, strategist, service provider, whatever you are, everything that you're doing can be found somewhere for free, everything, right? I just taught the most amazing six week sprint sales thing. If you guys all wanted to go and Google all of that or find it in a book or piece it together on YouTube, you could find every single piece of that. Okay, so it's not like I created sales or I created closing or objections or all these things. People are paying to be in your energy, people are paying to be in your proximity, and people are paying to learn in your specific style. Okay, if people also implemented everything that was on the internet, we would have a lot more rich people, we'd have thinner people, we'd have wealthier people, we have behaved children like everything would be done because literally everything is for free on the internet, you can find anything for free. But the problem is the majority of people aren't integrating and they're not implementing it. And I know this even from my own world. I just had 120 some people go through a six week sprint. I would probably guarantee less than 20% of people will now implement all of those steps and integrate all those steps. Do you know why? Because I'm not with them now every single week to be like, what are we doing for lead generation? What are you doing this week to go capture leads? Okay, go do it and then come back and let's talk about it. Okay, next week, what are you doing for visibility? Okay, let's talk about you going on five podcasts and then come back. The people that get the best result with me are the people that I'm in their business and we're like implementing and integrating. So one-on-one coaching clients and then like my mastermind clients. So what happens is people think that they're going to give it all away and then their clients are going to go do it and they're not and then they're going to get results without them. They're not. You're just breaking the iceberg. But on the flip side, imagine if somebody does go and get a win. Now they're like, oh my God, I just saved this piece of content from Jillian and she taught me three closing tips and I used one today and it worked and I got a $5,000 client or a $500 client. I wonder what it's like to work with her in her life because I just got this win off of her free content. So there's so many things that actually happen that that's why you want to give it away for free. People also see you as such an expert when you're willing to give it all away for free. I had David Meltzer on my podcast, which if you guys don't know who David Meltzer is, you guys absolutely need to follow him. He's actually the real life Jerry Maguire, like who the movie Jerry Maguire was written about. The guy is probably close to a nine, probably even close to a 10-figure earner, okay? He's like ridiculous. The guy just like prints money in his sleep. And he gives everything away for free. His membership, his podcast, his freebies, his courses, his training, everything. And the only thing he sells is like high-ticket coaching, But by the time they want to work with him in high ticket coaching, which is like hundreds of thousands of dollars, they've gone through all of his free stuff and they've made like a butt ton of money. So, again, it's like there's so much value in giving stuff away for free.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more because maybe 10 percent of in the world have the self-motivation to take the free even the low-cost stuff and actually implement it so think about this the last time you took a course a program even if it was a higher end like couple thousand dollar group program did you actually implement everything did you follow through did you continue once it was over but if you hire a mentor who is literally there with you going did you implement xyz this week and then if you don't they give you that kick in the ass you need because there's a reason you didn't do it either there's a mindset block that's preventing you from doing it because you're scared there's fear there's scarcity whatever or it's a matter of you didn't understand you don't know how to implement you need a little extra advice so there is a huge difference between The low ticket free and the higher end. And of course, not everyone can afford the higher end right away. So you do what you can. But then there's other offers out there. There's the lower ticket. There's those step by step. Like I just did your six week sales sprint as a refresher to get myself back in there. I'm like, it's like maybe Jill's going to teach me something I haven't learned before. And of course, I'm a very self-motivated person. So I was implementing, I was doing the stuff. I got a little behind because of course I got sick and missed a couple calls, but I was like taking notes and doing the stuff. But even then there's a big gap between what I know you could do with me one-on-one and you're missing out on then that feedback and saying, okay, Jill, great. I just tried this part of the course. What do you think about this post or that post? Does this work? Does that work? Can you make suggestions? It's getting that feedback and that really customizable help because every business is different. Every person is different. Every like we all show up differently in our businesses so you can't take a generalized piece of advice and customize it to you and i mean you can try but why try when you can have someone in your pocket that says hey have you tried this have you tried that and motivates you and gives you that little kick you need and i agree the more successful people are like i'm big on hormosi he gives everything away and then every once in a while he sells a book for cheap and then otherwise he just works with high-end clients because he wants to, but his stuff out there is read by millions, but there's still not millions of millionaires out there because people don't implement it. They read it, this is wonderful. And then the book ends up on the shelf like every other book and they forget about it. So-
1: Yeah, the other thing about that too, not to interrupt you, but the other thing about that too, I want you to listen to what just happened. We are now on a podcast, right? Whether this podcast has one download or it has 10,000 downloads, it doesn't matter. I just shouted out Dave Meltzer. So he just got more brand awareness and more marketing. And Jen just shouted out Alex Hermosi. So this is also why free is so important, because now we are basically little minions for them that are now talking about them on other platforms, other podcasts and sharing them out and they don't even have to do it. They are building a community of raving fans about them. I have been on three podcasts today. I've told that Dave Meltzer story on all three. So let's just say 500 people hear these podcasts. 500 new people just became aware of Dave Meltzer. Like that's, that's the importance of building raving fans. I've been listening to podcasts before where I'm like, oh, my God, they just they just mentioned me. And it's like, that's what you want to do. You want to build raving fans. And the way that you do that is by giving stuff away for free.
0: I agree completely. I have my clients all the time, paid clients, people who have got my free stuff that message me and say, "Oh my god, this hypnosis audio is the most amazing thing. I've just told all my friends about it." And it was a free audio that didn't take me long to record, and yes, I could have sold it, but I wanted to give it away for free. I wanted to give people the results because if people the, the more results you give people in the free stuff, the more likely they're going to want to buy because they're going, "Oh my god, this was free and this is freaking amazing. Like, yeah, what is her paid stuff gonna be like? How is she gonna change my life if I paid to be in her container? Whether that's a $50 container or a $50,000 container, you're going to get the results and you're gonna show them that you got the results. So for that aspect of it, what are your suggestions when it comes to free offers, freebies of like, what's your suggestion for people who are just starting out and aren't sure what do I offer?
1: Yeah, so I think it needs to be something that you can talk about and you can apply to the masses in your audience. Right. So it's something that's like a general solution to your audience. And again, I would make it something that is really, really good. So for an example, like I'm really good on video, that's where I'm great. So I think both of my freebies right now, I'm I know one for sure. I'm not sure if both of them are videos. So I'm like giving a free training because again, People like learning in my energy. Well, you either love my energy or you hate my energy. That's what we've decided. But the people that love my energy lean in and they want more of it because they're like, she activates me, she expands me, like I'm all about it, right? So if the thing that I'm the best at is coaching in real life, like real time, like right here on this podcast, why would I give somebody a PDF? Because they're not gonna feel anything from me on a PDF. right? So it's like, where are you the best? Maybe you're a really good writer. Well, then give your freebie as a written thing. Maybe your freebie is, again, like a video. Go where you're the best at it. And then I also believe that you have to try different things out with your audience, right? Because just because you think something is good doesn't mean that your audience is going to want it. And then I'm a big big believer in lots of different freebies at all times because the more freebies that you have, the more other people are going to opt into it. So if you have the same freebie on your LinkedIn bio forever, What happens to the new people that are coming in? They already have downloaded. Well, if they don't want it, they're never going to get it. So if you change it out all the time, you have the ability to bring more people into your audience at all times. So I'm a big component of switching it out at all times.
0: I agree. I'm always coming up with new ideas and new things because, yeah, you want to see where your audience is at. Not everyone's going to love one thing. It's that trial and error, it's that A B testing. It's like, okay, I'm going to throw this out there for a, for the next month. You know what? How is this going to go? How is this going to land? People are going to like this. Great. Okay. If it's not landing, then you try something else. And again, it's showcasing yourself. Like, I'm not the greatest writer, but like Jill, I love being on camera. I love sharing my wisdom. I love just talking. That's why. I do the podcast, because I can just get on there and share and talk forever. So it's asking yourself, where are you most comfortable? But then also, where is your audience showing up so that you can get in front of them where they're showing up, building that know, like, and trust. And yeah, So much wisdom. I could literally sit here and talk to Jill forever. But of course, I like to keep these short and simple. But if you want to get into Jill's world, she has so many amazing things that she loves to share. I highly recommend her Wednesday morning coffee chats, get to know you chats. They are amazing. But Jill, tell everybody where they can find you and the best way to connect with you.
1: Yeah, of course. So number one place I hang out on is Instagram. Come over, follow me at the Jillian Murphy. I also have a podcast. It's called the Sales and Social Podcast. We drop three episodes a week. They are short and sweet, 15 to 22 minutes. So you get all things that you need, like sales, social media, marketing, messaging, mindset, all the things. Um, And then I have a free networking call every single Wednesday. The link's in my bio. There's also a bunch of other cool, fun things over there for you. So come over, say hello. And this is what I will remind you. And This is what I tell everybody at the end of a podcast. The oxygen of your business is the amount of sales that you make. So if you are struggling in sales or you need help in sales or you're not making the sales or you want to make more money in sales, make a change in your business. Like download some free content get into a sales podcast get into my networking call something because sales will absolutely solve every single problem in your business per Mark Cuban on Shark Tank.
0: I couldn't agree more. People, if you are not in Jill's world, all the links are going to be in the show notes. Check out her podcast. I listen on the regular. I love her podcast. I love her guests. I love her Wednesday morning calls, even though they are early. I literally break my rule of not getting up super early just so I can be on Jill's calls and it's the only call I get up early for that is how good it is and how amazing the other ladies in the community are so make sure you follow her make sure you connect with her and if you can get into her world get into her her stuff because even her low ticket stuff is absolutely amazing thank you so much for joe for having you here i am so excited for everyone to follow you and we'll see you again soon looking for more magical tips and tricks to help you manifest your dream life, then head over to Instagram and give me a follow. And I'd love it even more if you took a moment and sent me a DM while you're there and just said hi. It makes my big old heart so happy to chat with my listeners. You can find the link in the show notes.